broadcasting live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Live on the road, here's your boy, Q. Hey, usually that's the way we end the show right there, a little onyx in your ear hole. Slam! Slam! Let the boys be boys! That's what we're doing here. Treasure Island is the location, Raider Nation. How you doing on a Friday? I'm feeling good. We're going full throttle, hair on fire, dip your head in a tank of gasoline, light it on fire, and let's go. That's how we're going for the next five hours long, five hours strong. We're going to do a unnecessary roughness slash in the huddle collaboration for the next five hours here on Raider Nation Radio 920. DeMond Cotton in the home studios, the Lotus Home Studios. We appreciate his efforts. My man Danny here by my side, and I'm holding it down. And it's Friday, so if you're riding around town or if you're at the job and you're working, what are you doing? Get out of there. It's Friday. You're in Vegas. Come on down to the TI, the Golden Circle Sportsbook. TV's everywhere. Free parking. Easy to slide in, easy to slide out. Myself and Danny, we're already hanging out here and uh, talked to some young ladies that came into town from Mississippi. Happy birthday to Kathy. Her and her 18 friends. That's how you do a party. (laughs) You're going to have a happy birthday? 18 people all the way from Mississippi. So shout out to Kathy and company. She's around here somewhere. She's getting her party on. But we're going to have a good time. What's up, my man? All right. We're going to have a good time hanging out. It's been a minute since I've been here at Treasure Island. It's always one of my fun locations to hang out. Last time I was here, my dad was in town. And I thought, oh, he's going to hang out and watch his son do a show for a couple hours and be proud of his son. He was like, hey, man, have a good show. I'm out. (laughs) He said, have a good show. I'm out. I'm about to go uh, get my gamble on. I got a couple friends over here I need to go see. I'll be back. And he came back about five minutes left in the show. How'd the show go? That was great. <laughs> but, no, it's always a good time to be here and uh, very excited to be here and, and close out the week really strong. Raider Nation, always love hearing from you on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187. Of course, the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. Got a lot of stuff that we'll be giving out today and throughout the course of the show as well. And as I mentioned, giving stuff out, there's a lot of stuff here at the table that we have to give out as well. We have some koozies. We have some cups, some Raider Nation Radio 920 cups. We have a bunch of tickets, a bunch of tickets. If you got some kids, uh, we got the hookup for you. If you have some kids and you want to get away from them for a night, we got the hookup for you on that as well. Got a little date night tickets for you. And I, I always suggest that, and people think that I'm silly when I say that, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, there's nothing better than having date night tickets, and they're free. I'm telling you. And you don't even have to tell your significant other that you got them for free. You could just be like, you know what, I was thinking about you while I was at work or I was thinking about you while I was hanging out with the fellas or I was hanging out with my girlfriends and I thought about you and thought, you know what, I'm going to take you to a comedy show. We got tickets for that. Tickets to go see UNLV. Hottest ticket in town. I got them for you. That's a hard-to-get ticket. I got them. Let's come on and hang out. Danny's looking at me side-eye when I say the hardest ticket in town to get. Maybe they're not the hardest ticket in town to get. But there's some good tickets available for you. So we got all that 
and then some that we have coming up on today's show. Uh, there's a lot going on with the Silver and Black. Interim head coach Rich Basaccia just met with the media probably about 30 minutes ago. You'll actually hear that conversation coming up on the show in about 10 minutes. Uh, just want to go ahead and, and provide that Friday uh, media availability from uh, Rich Basaccia. And from everything that I'm reading, because I wasn't able to be there in person, from what I'm reading, it's a lot about the injury report. I'll just go ahead and tell you, Darren Waller, Carl Nassib, Patrick Owasu, all out on Sunday. I'll just go ahead and tell you that off top. I don't think that uh, Darren Waller or Carl Nassib is a big surprise. Uh, Darren Waller, we know he's dealing with a knee injury. Carl Nassib is dealing with, uh, I can't even remember what injury he's dealing with. It might be a knee injury as well. Yeah, it is a knee injury. Uh, he, he's, he's been a guy that I expected to be out as well. And then uh, Patrick Owasu, who's a big-time special teamer as well, he's dealing with a hamstring injury. All three of those guys out officially uh, says Rich Basaccia, and again, not surprised about that. Denzel Perryman, uh, the linebacker, is doubtful for Sunday. Now, that's a big deal. I think that's a really big deal because, well, the Chiefs put up 41 points on the Raiders with a healthy Denzel Perryman, with a healthy Corey Littleton, with a, a bunch of healthy guys. The Chiefs still put up 41 points, and I'm not saying that they're going to do that on Sunday. You know, maybe things don't shake out the same exact way, but you, you'd like to go into the game as healthy as possible, and, well, the Raiders aren't doing that, so... Uh, if you follow me on Twitter at your boy Q254 or Radio Nation Radio 920 at RNR 920 AM, uh, tweeting out the injury report right now as we speak. And um, yeah, it's just a, a lot to get to uh, on today's show and a lot to talk about when it comes to the silver and black. So you'll hear from interim head coach Rich Basaccia in a matter of minutes. Coming up at 2.30. Uh, our weekly conversation with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He'll join us to, to break it all down from the world of betting, gambling, uh, where to lay your money, who to lay your money on, uh, how you're going to get the best, the best looks. You know what I mean? Like the best games where it's like, okay, that's one that you can cash in on. Uh, Lee Sterling does a great job, fantastic job, as a matter of fact, breaking it down. Uh, and, and really, it's funny, I, I don't say it all the time, but uh, I do a podcast with him each and every morning. I do, I do a lot of stuff. Your boy be working, man. I, I always say I'm a Jamaican, and, and I, I take that with pride. I, I think I have a lot of Jamaican in me. You know, I got a job over here at the podcast. I do another job over here at the podcast. Then I go down to the radio station. Then later that night, I work at the liquor store. I mean, you know, it's like I got a job everywhere. Work at the laundromat, you know. Just I go pump gas later, man, you know, just and, and I have pride in that. But uh, we do a podcast every morning, Locked on Bets, and uh, he does a fantastic job. So he joins us here on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, each and every Friday. Uh, and he'll join us at 2.30 just to give you a, a lay of the land and, and where you should place your money, who you should place your money on. Coming up at 3 p.m., Brian Salmon, News 3, Las Vegas. He'll join the show to talk about talk about what he expects to see from the Raiders. You know, he's at the, he's at the game each and every uh, Sunday or Monday or Thursday whenever it's uh, at Allegiant Stadium. And uh, I always talk to him about his thoughts on the game and what he's seeing from the team and what he's expecting to see from the team and, you know, the lay of the land. Not only that, Brian is uh, that guy around town, man. He he's really covers everything like a glove. And one of the big deals that is going on at Legion Stadium right now, especially in my opinion, is uh, there's a lot of empty seats lately. Cincinnati, there was a bunch of uh, empty seats. Washington, there was a bunch of empty seats. I mean, there's a lot of empty seats because, well, you're in Las Vegas. You're in the entertainment capital of, uh, of the world. If you're not putting out a winning product. There's going to be other things that you can go do. That is the reality of it. I know a lot of people don't want to hear it, but that is the reality of it. There is a lot of things to do. As much as I think that I can get around town and do everything, even I have realized that I can't do everything. I cannot be every single place that I want to be. And trust me, there's a ton of places 
I want to be. Me and Danny were sitting here at the table before the show started talking about, well, you know, if you ain't doing nothing tomorrow afternoon, UNLV's got a really good game going on here and there. And, yeah, I would love to go to that. I would love to go to all – I would have loved to go to all the UNLV football games, but you can't. I mean, there's just – you can't do everything as much as you want to. I still haven't been to a Golden Knights game. I've been here since July. Well, I know they haven't been playing since July, but, I mean, still, I have opportunities to go. I can't go. There's just so much going on. So if you don't produce a winner, especially locals, aren't going to just say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go – I'm going to roll out and go to Allegiant Stadium – this Sunday. No, I'm going to go and do this, that, and the other. And so the Raiders have a tall task in front of them where they have to produce a winner at home. A lot of people talk about uh, opposing fans coming to the stadium. There's one way to, to assure that people don't sell their tickets is that there's a winning product out there, and it's a hot, one of the hottest tickets. I was, I was goofing when I was talking about UNLV being one of the hottest tickets. Make your ticket one of the hottest tickets. How do you do that? Well, you got to produce on the field. So we'll talk to Brian just about, you know, the landscape of the land with everything going on here in Vegas. Uh, there's fights. There's UFC going on all the time. I mean, there's uh, UNLVs playing. Golden Knights are going on. I mean, there's all kind of different things to talk about. So uh, we'll, we'll get caught up with uh, Brian Salmon coming up at 3 o'clock. Then at 3.30, we're going to go out to New York. Emily Van Buskirk, she's going to join us. She's from Sign Line. Sign Lines. Sign, yeah, dot com. <laughs> It's side it's sidelinesass.com, but when you read it on paper, it doesn't look like it says sideline sass. It looks differently, and so I didn't want to go there, so I wanted to make sure that I said it correctly because, you know, every once in a while, it'll sound, say something that'll sound a little different, and then, well, it'll be all bad. So she does a fantastic job. She's in New York right now. Uh, she's covering the Heisman Trophy, which will be awarded tomorrow most likely to, to Bryce Young of Alabama. Uh, there's a couple guys that I think that should have been in attendance that aren't in attendance there, but that's a whole other conversation. But she's also going to be covering Army and Navy, and that's a big deal. That is one of the best, if not the best, tradition in, well, sports in general. You know, 122 years running. This will be the 20th anniversary since 9-11. They played the game uh, following 9-11, and this will be the 20th uh, installment of that. I love Army-Navy, and I don't have – I don't have a, a dog in the fight. I don't. I don't have any ties to Army. I don't have any ties to Navy. But I just love that game. I love the fact that the game means more than just a game. And to see all the pageantry that goes on out there, there was no way I was going to let the Army-Navy game go without talking about it. There's just no chance that that was going to happen. So Emily will join us at 3.30. We'll talk all things landscape of college football as well. As far as, you know, the coaching carousel goes, Chip Kelly to Oregon, that's a – Strong possibility. I like it. I think that would be a really good fit, as we've seen him be very successful there before. I think it would be a heck of a fit. So uh, we'll talk to her about the different the different moving and shaking that has already happened. Lincoln Riley to USC. Brian Kelly to LSU. Marcus Freeman getting uh, promoted there at uh, Notre Dame. I, I'm, I'm so excited about that. I know there's a lot of Notre Dame fans. I'm not one of them. No disrespect to Tim Brown. I am not a Notre Dame fan at all. I get so angry when they're in the, the college football playoffs because I know what's going to happen every year. They're going to lose, right? And, I'm again, not trying to sound disrespectful, but I just am over Notre Dame. But with this opportunity, and I liked Marcus Freeman when he was at Cincinnati, I thought, man, this guy's going to be a, a good head coach somewhere. I didn't think he was going to become a head coach at Notre Dame. <laughs> I thought he was going to get a head coaching job somewhere like a Cincinnati and kind of work his way up. But to be in the right place at the right time, be the defensive coordinator there at, at Notre Dame, and then – for, for the rest of the program to have the respect that they have for him, 
to say, you know what, Brian Kelly's going to go to LSU. We got the best man for the job right here in-house. I can respect that. I really can because you see all these guys moving and shaking. You see Lincoln Riley go uh, to USC. You see Kelly go to LSU. You see all these schools basically say, who's the best guy? Okay, I'm just going to throw a bazillion dollars at him, and he's going to take this job. You know, you see uh, uh, um, the coach that went to, uh, to Miami, and now his name is totally blanking me, but you know who I'm talking about. He was the Oregon head coach, and that's why the Mario Oregon. Cristobal. Thank you. Thank you, DeMond, who's back in the home studios making me sound good. Appreciate you. But, yes, I mean, they're just the, they'll money whip you to death, and guys will take it, and they'll move on, even though they just were there in your living room saying, hey, I'm not going anywhere. I'll make sure that I take care of your kid for the next four years. Look, I don't begrudge anyone for taking the money in any walk of life. If that's what, you know, you want, go get it. If that next challenge is what you want, go get it. Not mad at that at all. So don't get it. Don't get me wrong. But there's something to be said about a program saying, you know what, I think the best guy for the job is already in-house. So I'm actively going to be paying attention to what Marcus Freeman has going on. I'm excited about the opportunity he has. Now, he's got to go out there and make it happen. He's got to go out there and show that he was the right guy for the job. But just for Notre Dame to say, this is the guy that we're going to target and this is the guy that we think can make happen, I really do respect that. So uh, excited about that. Let's see. Matter of fact, how about this coaching list for Oregon? It just popped up. It was so funny. We were just talking about it. It's like my phone knows what I'm, my phone knows what I'm talking about. It just popped up. It's like coaching list for Oregon. I'm like, really? I didn't touch it, but okay. <laughs> so... Uh, and now, of course, it doesn't want to bring it up because I, I said that. It's like, oh, he knows he's on to something. He knows that he knows that we're, we're listening to him. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll talk to Emily coming up at 3.30. And then from 4 to 6 p.m., Vinny Bonsignor will actually join me from Kansas City. I don't know what it is about writers, but writers, for the most part, they leave for road trips an extra day in advance. Vinny's in Kansas City to cover the Raiders and Chiefs game. That game don't get played till Sunday at 10 a.m. Vinny's there right now. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That's the reason I filled in on ESPN Las Vegas this morning. Ed Graney was gone. You know why? He's in Kansas City. I don't know what it is. These guys always leave an extra day in advance. I guess us radio dudes are like, ah, yes, we got, a, we got plenty of time. We'll get out. <laughs> we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get out ahead of time. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's cool. It, it is what it is. But Vinny will join me from a hotel room in Kansas City from 4 to 6 p.m., and I'll be here at Treasure Island. So uh, kind of the rundown of the show. Again, Rich Passaccia, you'll hear from him in a matter of minutes. Uh, we do have, like I said, the injury report is out. Also have a show question that I want to throw out there to you uh, at 702-365-9200. And, of course, the Salmon Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. We're going to talk about the game, obviously. What do the Raiders, and I'm not going to say what has to happen for them to win. I'm not going to say that. But I'm going to basically kind of keep it in the, same, in the same zone, in the same world. What do you feel the Raiders need to do to be able to compete? Because it's not – I mean, I'll tell you straight up, and I've said it all week long, I don't think they win this game. I really don't. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not silver and black blinded. I just think that they're going in there limping into this game. They're very banged up, as you'll hear from Rich Passaccia in a few minutes. I, I just I don't feel good about this game. Now, with that being said, that will be the game that they go out there and they throw it all around the yard and they put up 30-something points and they win the game. And then I'll be back on Monday saying, well, there you go. But I do want to hear from you, Raider Nation. What do you think the Raiders need to do to be able to compete on Sunday and give themselves a chance? That's all it's got to do is just give themselves a chance. I remember Matt Rule when he was at Baylor. 
he used to, and a lot of a lot of Baylor fans didn't like this philosophy, but he used to say, all we need to do is be in the game late in the fourth quarter and be in striking range. If we're in striking range late in the fourth quarter, I feel like we're going to win games. And a lot of Baylor fans at the time were like, no, go blow that team out. Beat the brakes off them. Don't even let them get close. But his point was, I'll take our chances. If we're in the game, late in the game, and we're in striking range, I'll take our chances. I believe that our team could come up and win. And I'll say this about the Raiders. If they're in striking range late in the fourth quarter on Sunday, like they were in striking range on Sunday against the Washington football team. Matter of fact, they took the lead late in the game. I feel good about their chances, but they got to be they got to be within striking range. I really do. There's just something about Derek Carr is able to find a way to get that down the field, but he's got to be within striking range. We all remember the last game they time they played Kansas City. They gave up 41 points. Now the wheels fell off late in the game, but it, it, the wheels fell off as soon as Deshaun Jackson dropped that ball on the on the on the turf. He uh, it just felt like everything went downhill from there. Can't have those kind of mistakes, that's for sure. But just to keep them within striking range and have them in a in a in a, a position where they could compete, what do they need to do? And to double down on that, if they do find a way to win this game on Sunday, what is the conversation like about this team on Monday? What will be what will be the conversation piece? What will be your thoughts if all of a sudden when that game kicks off at ten, three hours later by one o'clock Pacific Standard Time, you're talking about the Raiders sitting there at seven and six. What what would what will be your conversation piece? Will it be about the rest of the season? Will it be still taking it game by game? Will it be like Rich Basachi is a hell of a head coach? You know what I mean? What what will your conversation look like if the Raiders find a way to get a victory on Sunday versus Kansas City? So those are the questions that I have for you. When we come back, it's 118. When we come back, we'll hear from interim head coach Rich Basaccia. He met with the media a little bit earlier. Uh, he'll give you the breakdown of the injury report. He'll give you he'll answer the questions that the media asked him. You'll hear it all next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. We stay hungry, we devour. Put in the work, put in the hours, and take what's ours. Like in some more in my veins, my culture banging with strange. I change the game, so what's my mother Whoa, hey there. All right. Welcome back to Treasure Island, T.I. Golden Circle Sportsbook is where we're at right now. Unnecessary Roughness in your ear hole, my man, Demont Cotton. Choosing the music, making the reels of steels go. Back in the home studio, definitely appreciate his efforts. As always, we'll bring DeMond into the show in a matter of minutes. Uh, got interim head coach Rich Basaccia, who met with the media earlier. Going to uh, hear from him in just a few minutes. But first, want to go out to the Raider Nation listener line and talk to a guy who's very passionate about the silver and black. Matter of fact, he goes by Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show, my man. And he's not there. I had that great. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear can you. What's hear up, me? dude? Yep. Man, I said I just had to walk into Walmart, so I got to be a little quiet, man. I'm like, damn, why did I come out walking into Walmart? But man, John Abrams, you see what 22 was doing last night? Crack that man! You're gonna have to hit this man on on, on Sunday, Q. You're gonna have to hit this man and hit this man and get up because if we don't hit him and get up, it, it's over with. And then what do we do, Q? What do we do at quarterback for the rest of the year? If we lose ugly on Sunday, what do you think we should do with the quarterback position for the rest of the year? Because if we don't win Sunday, there's no chance of nothing. Season's done playing for next year. 
how many players are really going to want to go out there and play and maybe get hurt because we got a lot of players on one-year deals? That's a good question. I, and I don't, I don't want to see it happen, but if it does, what do we do? What do we do? Because obviously if it doesn't happen, that ain't the one that's going to do it. So what do we do? All I know is I need to see John Abrams do what 22 did, how he hit Big Ben last night. I felt that hit. Did you feel that hit? Oh, it was big. big. Cracked, he yeah. cracked in half. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was surprised he got up. Hit that man. I, I didn't think he was going to. I was almost thinking, like, dude, take the man out, man. This ain't, this ain't even fair. Then I woke up and seen it. Then he put the ball right there. Could have won the game. Come on, Raiders. Let's go. Let's do this. All right. There you go. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. And, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. You know, I don't know what the team will do if they take an L on Sunday. I don't know what you do with the quarterback position because I don't know if the, the L will be on the quarterback. I don't know if the L will be on the defense. I don't know if the L will be on the collective. I mean, you know, it's, it's so many questions that obviously we don't know until we see the game. But uh, there could be a, a, a situation where, you know, people start really trying to audition for next year. I, I talked about it earlier this week. I feel like everyone's auditioning for next year, uh, regardless if it's for Rich Basaccia or uh, any other head coach that could p- potentially be out there. Uh, I think you need to put your best foot forward and go out there and really ball out. The thing, the one thing about me that I feel, or at least I believe, and I know it's different when you're a professional football player or a professional athlete and you're making money. That's why a lot of people like collegiate sports better than they like professional sports because they feel like there's a lot more playing for the passion. I, I, I like to believe, and it could be me just being naive, I like to believe that a lot of these guys, most of these guys that are in the locker room, are playing because they love being there, because they want to play the game, because they enjoy going out there and having the competition each and every week. Now, I know that doesn't apply to everybody. I can say Trent Brown. Trent Brown, I think, was there for the check. I think there's certain guys that you can say, oh, yeah, he's definitely there just for the check. There's certain people that I, I, I know personally that don't even like football, but they play it because they like what it could do for them. But I, I feel, and this, again, I could just be being naive, I feel like the collective group in that locker room want to go out and play ball for each other. That's why you hear stuff like Hunter Renfro saying, when people say, well, hey, you, you know, you're so-and-so yards away from 1,000 yards, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter about the stats. It's about winning a, a game. Denzel Perriman, I think someone tried to give him a compliment one game after a loss, and he's like, I, pfft, none of that even matters. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. We lost the game. We care about how many tackles I had in the game. None of that matters. You know, getting into the Pro Bowl, that's a cool thing for their contract negotiations. That's what that's for. That's an extra little incentive on, on, on players' contracts. You know, a lot of times you get a bonus for that. That's great. But for the most part, guys don't want to play in the Pro Bowl. They want to play in the Super Bowl. Again, that's for the most part. That doesn't apply to everybody, but that's, you know, for the most part. Guys are passionate about what they do. Speaking of doing what they do, interim head coach Rich Basaccia, he met with the media a little earlier this afternoon and uh, really broke down the injury report. So let's go ahead and, and go to, uh, to Rich Basaccia, and this is what he had to say earlier today. Huh? Took off. All right, afternoon, everybody. Um, I'll start with injuries. At this particular time, um, Waller, Nassip, and uh, Patrick will, will not play in the game. They'll be out. Um, Trayvon Mullen and, and uh, Phylon ran around pretty good last few days. We'll sit with Mike and defensive coaches and uh, make a decision on them. Uh, as we get ready to go to Kansas City. And uh, we're kind of going to leave Denzel. I think uh, he's at doubtful at this particular time, but we're going to um, reserve the right to see how he is going into tomorrow and then uh, possibly even into Sunday morning. And then with that, I'll, I'll take any questions you may have. 
Rich, with, with Trayvon, um, you know, coming back, uh, you know, I, I'm assuming he's, you know, he's good to go. Uh, how does he change things just for you defensively, having him back at corner after him being out for, for so many weeks? Well, you know, obviously we've been missing him. We've been short at the corner position, and we feel like if we can get him up for this game, if he's ready to go, it gives us a, at least it gives a solid rotation of three guys that play outside for us. And, um, you know, we, we'd love to get him back. He was playing well before he got banged up. Uh, ho hopefully he's going to be full speed going into the game, and we'd like to get him back. So it it'll be a difference for us. Three guys that we know can play outside, and the game will be good. If he comes back or not, uh, it seems like he, he was exuberant out there all week that we got to see. Uh, he's posted positive things on social media. Is he really itching to get back out there? Oh, I'm sure he is. You know, again, uh, he, we kind of brought him back what he thought was his time for him to come back. We might have thought it was a week early, but he, he wanted to get used to what it was like doing the football drills and having to deal with whatever he was going to deal with with his foot. And I think he's done a really good job with that. Uh, he's been in there early, taking care of his, his knick-knack, and, and uh, we're excited about hopefully he'll be dressed and ready to go. Is there a concern that, that Waller's injury is going to extend long-term now or two and a half games without him? What are the, the, what's the timeline that you're thinking? Yeah, again, great question. I, I, um, I don't really have a true answer for you on that. I would have to consult with Chris and, and our doctor and see where they are with that. I know he's progressed this week. It was a drastic progression after the very first day, and now he's kind of went from one pool to the other pool. We're trying to work our way to get him hopefully on the grass here within the next few days. But I'll hopefully have a better answer for you um, earlier next week. But at this particular time, he's not going to play. Rich, I had a question. Uh, for Richie Incognito, he's had a couple setbacks. Um, at this point in the season, do you, do you feel like he's somebody that, that won't be back this season? Or is yeah, I'd say it's unlikely at this particular point, you know, because of the multiple setbacks that he's had. But uh, I, I hate to rule Richie out at this point in his career or at this point where we're at. Um, hopefully we have a lot of football left to play. We'll see how this particular weekend goes. Looks like you guys are going to get fairly lucky uh, with the weather. It doesn't look like it's going to be too bad. I mean, do you prepare for it anyway throughout the week? Is there anything you can do to, to get ready for conditions? Well, I think the, the good thing for us today is we had a, a little bit of a chill in the air and had a little bit of breeze out there. It was good for Daniel and, and AJ to and kick in, in this particular wind today, and it was good for Derek and Marcus to throw the ball in the wind and good for our DBs to pay attention to that. So um, we're, we're here and we're going to have a, a little bit of a sunny day and a little bit of a breeze, and if we can go to... Kansas City and it's not snowing or minus 34 degrees, we're, we're stealing a little bit in the month of December. So I spent a lot of time out there in the Dakotas and Kansas and all that playing ball and uh, I'm hoping to have a great day out there. Coach, uh, might be a little unrelated, but just having to been in the AFC West for as long as you have, had to have the battles with the Broncos. Uh, what's your reaction on the news about Demarius Thomas? Yeah, it's, it's really sad. And we, um, we talked about it this morning um, in the team meeting. You know, we have a guys in there that uh, played against him and, and guys in there that know him. And, and um, so, we, uh, again, we had a chance to have a conversation with about it in our team meeting. And it's, it's you know, it's so sad. It's, it's hard to, you know, 33 years old and, and um, uh, to be gone now. And, um, you know, not only the football world, but certainly his family and, and um, guys that he's been a part of and been close to. And I know our guys were uh, had some emotions about it and had some conversation about it today. So it's, it's very sad news. The fact that you guys just played the Chiefs a few weeks ago, what's the benefits of having that game so fresh where it's not just watching tape but 
guys uh, still have stuff in their head from that game? Yeah, I'd like to think it's probably a benefit for us, but it, I'm certainly they're thinking it's a benefit for them as well. You know, and, and every week in the National Football League, you're going to play the next team with a different team that you have, and, and we're going through the same thing. We have some injuries, some players that played in the last game that won't play in this game, and it looks like they're going to have some of the same issues. So, um, really, it's just it's the next game, and for the most part, probably both teams is the next man up. We'll see how we do. All right, guys. You guys good? Good. Thank you. There you go. There's interim head coach Rich Basaccia meeting with the media a little earlier, about 1230, I believe, the media. So a lot of it was injury-related. Uh, you heard him talking about the weather. It looks like they're going to have a pretty decent day as far as weather's concerned. Uh, they just got to go out there and ball out with the guys that they have. You know, I know Rich Basaccia said at the end there that uh, they're going to have some guys that they played with a few weeks ago that were, that were there that aren't going to be there, and the Chiefs are looking the same. Not really. The Chiefs are pretty stinking healthy going into this game. So they're going to be almost at full throttle, and the Raiders are going to have to – I mean, just it's what it is. It's, it's December football. You have to do the very best that you can. Just go out there with the guys that you have and, and, and go to battle. Uh, the guys that are out for, uh, for the Chiefs is just cornerback Chris Lamons. He's dealing with the ankle injury. Uh, Rashad Fenton's cornerback, he's dealing with the knee injury. He's questionable. And then Lucas Niang, the offensive lineman, is dealing with ribs. He's questionable. The rest of the – the injury report is good. It's all good. The Raiders, on the other hand, they have three guys that are out for sure and a guy that's doubtful. Nassib out, Awasu's out, Waller's out, and Denzel Perryman is doubtful. So, that I mean, there's – when you look at the injury report, man, one thing is not like the other, <laughs> you know, just to, to say the least. But that's, that's what you do and that's what you deal with, and that's why it is so hard to win games in December – uh, late December, because nobody is 100% healthy at this time of year. Uh, one of the questions that I threw out there uh, before we took a break was, what do the Raiders need to do to compete on Sunday with Kansas City? Can they hang around and try to steal it late? I mean, that's honestly all they really need to do. And I say, I say that, and it makes it sound like it's easy. It's not, but that should be the goal. Keep it tight, keep it close, and give yourself a chance at the end. I'm not expecting a blowout. I don't think anybody should expect a blowout. And honestly, I think the Raiders' defense is good enough to stop the Kansas City Chiefs from having a blowout on their end. Again, they had a snowball effect the last time Kansas City played at Allegiant Stadium. After that D-Jax fumble, I mean, they were going in. And really, if he catches the ball and just goes, he probably scores himself. But they're scoring something. Probably a field goal if they don't get in the end zone because, well, for some reason, they just their red zone offense just isn't clicking. But – they're scoring something, and then the, the, whole, the whole game is, is, is differently. So they just, they just got to keep it close, go out there and execute. I think that they need to be, I would say aggressive, but not crazy aggressive. I know the run game is not really a, a thing, but it needs to be some kind of a thing on Sunday. I really do think that those big uglies up front, the offensive linemen, they've got to put in probably one of their best games. To win on the road in that weather, you're out of here? All right, brother, appreciate you. Just th to, to have that kind, of, that kind of game, raucous environment, you know, at some point you've got to be able to keep number 15 on the sideline. So I think that you're going to have to get a heavy dose of the run game. But don't get – when I say that, I don't mean get super conservative and, you know, throw a little two-yard pass and think you're going to get eight yards, third and eight, just throw it two yards and think Josh Jacobs is going to make five people miss. You can't. That can't be the approach. That can't be. Yeah, you got to pound the rock. You got to do that. But you also got to throw beyond the sticks. You also got to take a shot here and there. 
you also got to let them know that you're not afraid to throw the ball towards anybody. You know, and Derek Carr's got to hang in that pocket, trust those dudes in front of him, and sling that thing. You know, and I know I just rolled out a lot of different things that they got to do, but I want to hear from you. 702-365-9200, Raider Nation listener line, Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. It's always wide open like some old school TV antennas. Got a text message from the 510 responding to passionate Raiders call. Season ain't over if they lose. The key game they need to win is the Colts game. Get the offense rolling again in this game, and I'll feel good about the team moving forward. And I've said this so many times, and this is why when they played the Bengals at Allegiant Stadium, I said that this was a that was a must-win game for them mentally, not not mathematically. And no, this game against Kansas City is not a must-win mathematically. But let's just be honest with ourselves: they lose this game, man, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? Like, yes, they're mathematically still there, but you cannot be a team that wins a game, loses a game, wins a game, loses a game. You can't do that throughout the course of the year. You're not going to get anywhere. You're going to be Jason Garrett. You're going to be 500. And you can't be 500 this year because there's 17 games. You just can't be that. And that's why losing that game last week to Washington was such a step backwards. After having a step forward against uh, the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, you think, okay, here it goes. Here goes that offense. Now they, they're clicking. And then they took a step backwards and only put up 15 points. Daniel Carlson, what, five for five on field goals? It's not going to get it done. It's just not going to get it done. So now you go to Kansas City. If you take another L and have two losses in a row and you're sitting there at six and seven, I mean, you just got to know, regardless of how mentally strong these guys are, they're gonna, they're, if they're not doubting themselves now, they'll be definitely doubting themselves then. K.J. Wright, what he had to say yesterday was fantastic. That's the kind of leadership that I want to hear from the players out of the locker room. I think the team needed to hear that. I think the fan base needed to hear that. But now they've got to go out there. We could talk about things all day long. You could talk about it, but you know what they say, talk about it. Don't just talk about it, be about it. They've got to be about it at this point. That's what the biggest key is, is you've got to go out there and you've got to find a way to execute. If you go into Kansas City and you go get a dub against a team that's on a five-game winning streak and snap that winning streak, You've just inserted energy and life directly into your teammates' veins, your fan bases' veins, your coaches' staff's veins. I mean, you you passed go. You collected $200 and then some. You know what I mean? If you go to Kansas City and win that game, it's not – it's like just taking a, a needle and sticking it right in your vein. I mean, that's – boom you all of a sudden have all this energy. You're fired up. It's like me drinking an energy drink right now. I'm literally drinking it. You go to Kansas City, it's like taking that energy drink and just bink right into your vein. Like it's already there immediately. Bop. That's, that's what that would be like. But if you lose, then you're doom and gloom. Then you hear Derek Carr talking about, I'm tired of this crap. I just want to win. Then you hear coaches talk about, it's not really a, you know, a result base driven thing you know if you're looking at the scoreboard you're spending too much time looking at I can't even quote him correctly because it's just something I still can't believe was even said but you get the gist of it again not mathematically a must win but man you gotta get this W you've got to get this W got a text from the 707 I just don't have the faith that they'll win on Sunday obviously I'm hoping they win I'm rooting hard on Sunday but if we're all honest if they beat the Chiefs it'd be a surprise you're just lying to yourself if you feel otherwise. I agree 100%. I think I just 
basically said the same exact thing. I agree 100%. I've said it all week long. I don't think they're going to win. And I have no problem saying that. I don't. I didn't think they were going to beat the Cowboys. They did. It's fine. I don't think they win this game. My mom texted me one day. I was on my way to work. What do you think the Raiders are going to do this week? I said, oh, I think they're going to lose. And then she texted me back. You think they're going to make the playoffs? No. They could. They're mathematically in, in, in there. But they got to get on a streak. They got to make it happen. And they didn't make it happen against Washington. It's going to be tough down the stretch. Like the other texter mentioned, that Colts game is a big one. You know, Denver's a big one. Chargers are a big one. The Browns are a big one. I mean, every game is all AFC games. They're all big ones. They all matter. Got to make it happen. Jason hit us up. Q, I think we need to dictate the time of possession and not kick field goals but score touchdowns, even though I have Carlson in fantasy, LOL. And if we lose, unfortunately, that's what I think, too, then it is what it is, but also hoping for a win. But there will be a – there. oh, but we'll be there at TI with the family after we get off work. Go Raiders. That's from Jason. That's what I'm talking about. Appreciate you, Jason. Sorry I messed up your text a little bit. You know how your boy rolls. But, yeah, I think – I mean, I think if we're honestly being honest with ourselves and being straight up, I think we all realize, like, this. I would I would be shocked if they win this game on Sunday. Not That doesn't mean they can't. It just means that I'd be shocked. And I think that for the majority, I think most people do. Got a text from All Day Raider A. To be competitive in Sunday's game, all we need to do is get out of our own way and be and stay aggressive in every aspect of the game. And if we win, the conversation on Monday will be, can this team stay aggressive throughout the rest of the year? Because all we've seen all season is inconsistent aggression from this team. Great, great point. And that's kind of what I was talking about. Get that big victory over the Cowboys. Everyone's all lathered up and excited and fired up. Here they go. And then nothing. You know, and then hearing Derek Carr say that, Early in the game, it kind of eases into it. Why? What are you easing into? You ease into the pool because you think it's going to be cold. You ease into the shower because it's hot. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you ease into. Don't ease into a football game. You go. They need to stop easing into anything. They need to just go. Again, the theme of this show today is full throttle, hair on fire, Dip your head into a tank of gasoline, light that thing up, and go. Shout out to David Smoke. He's the one who gave me that. But actually, Passionate Raider texted, or not texted me, tweeted me early this morning. It was probably like 6 a.m. He tweeted, talking about he's fired up for the game, and that's when I started. That's when I said that. I said that full throttle, all that, and I shouted out David Smoke. That was like 6 a.m. So I know Passionate Raider is already, he's lathered up. Whatever Passionate, whatever passionate Raider's got, to get him lathered up like he is, that's what the Raiders need to, to do. They need to find a way to come out the locker room just as lathered up as Passionate Raider was 6-something this morning when he tweeted at me telling me he's ready for the game on Sunday. 143 is the time. We're at the TI, the Golden Circle Sportsbook. Come on down, hang out. Lots of folks here, including Kathy, who's celebrating her 18th birthday. No, she's not 18. She's 22. Uh, she's from Mississippi. She's got 18 friends, though. She's got 18 friends that she's been uh, hanging out with and partying with. She's here. You could be here. Jason's going to be here with the family a little bit later. We got a bunch of prizes for you. I want to give them to you because if I don't give them to you, I got to take them back with me. And I don't want to do that. Danny doesn't want to do that. The less we got to pack up, the better. So come, So take it all, except for our equipment. We'll take that. But you could have everything else. <laughs> come on down, hang out with us at Treasure Island. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. What's up, Raider Nation? This is uh, Hall of Famer Tim Brown. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. 
What's up, Raider Nation? This is Hall of Famer Tim Brown, and you listen to Raider Nation 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Hanging out right now at the Golden Circle Sportsbook inside Treasure Island. The TI going to be here all the way up till 6 o'clock. Vinny Bonsignor will join the uh, show at 4 o'clock. We'll do a little Unnecessary Roughness and In the Huddle collaboration. Uh, But we definitely want to hear from you. We want you to come on by, hang out with us, get hooked up with some prizes. And I have a lot of prizes to give out, not only here at the table, but also across the airways as well. So let's go ahead and start the winning right now. How about I look for caller number 9, 702-365-9200. You're going to get hooked up with a six-foot sub from Porta Subs, and you're going to get in to win a new Yeti cooler. Those things are awesome. I love Yeti coolers. I didn't know anything about a Yeti until I was in Texas, and one of my buddies was like, you don't have a Yeti? And he was like, I was the dumbest dude in the world. I was like, no, I'm sorry, I don't have a Yeti. And then when he showed it to me, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. So you want a Yeti cooler? We're going to get you hooked up. We're going to get you in to win that by hooking you up with a six-foot sub from Porta Subs. So call right now my man Damon, who's standing by in the home studio, 702-365-9200. He'll take your name and information, and you'll be good to go. And then, like I said, you'll be in to win that uh, Yeti cooler, all from Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas. We thank them for that as well. Now, I was talking about, and I threw the question out there, and I'd love to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200, and, of course, the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Always love the feedback, good, bad, ugly. As long as, you know, you keep it respectful, it's all good, but I, I don't mind you disagreeing with me. So I threw out the question, what do the Raiders need to do to compete with Kansas City on Sunday, and what will you be saying about this Raiders team if they find a way to get a win? And we had a texter that said, hey, um, I don't feel like that they're you know, going to win. I'd be surprised if they win on Sunday, and, and I agree totally. And then we also heard about you know, if they lose, it's pretty much a wrap on the season. And I said, yeah, I pretty much feel the same way. That's just me, just me. We did get a text. Completely disagree with you, Q. It's unlikely we could beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, but our next four can be won. Even if we win out after KC, we'll likely be the sixth seed, possibly the fifth. All the teams ahead of us play each other multiple times. It's very possible. Very. Look up ESPN Playoff Machine. Look for yourself. Why not have some optimism? What do you have to lose? Thank you for the text, first of all. I do appreciate it. And it's not – I don't have anything to lose. I don't have anything to lose if I say they're going to lose the rest of the season. I mean, I have nothing to lose in this at all. It does not affect me. It does not affect me at all. I will not lose sleep. I will not lose family members. I will not lose friends. I won't lose anything regardless what the Raiders do. They are a team that I cover and a team that I root for, but they will not be a team that defines me. So I have nothing to lose. I understand that they can make the playoffs. I'm basing this off of what we as a collective have seen from the team through 12 games so far this season. If they lose on Sunday, which they could, they also could very easily win. What makes us think, and I'm just asking this as a polite, respectful question, what makes us think they could do something they haven't done all season long, which is win four in a row? I mean, I'll wait. What have they shown and proven that makes you feel like they could win four in a row? I'm not saying they can't, but what have they done to make you believe that? Besides, you're a fan. And you're believing that. And that's fine. That's okay. But when I'm here sitting here talking about the team on the, on the radio, I'm not going to look at it through 
silver and black glasses. I'm trying to be honest and give you the real deal truth about the scenario. I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. I'm not. Anybody could sit there and tell you what you want to hear, but is that really what you want to hear? I'm giving you a, a, a real deal, honest opinion. Do I want them to? I want them to win the next five in a row. Hell, I'll get up on this table and do a backflip if they did it. And I'm not a gymnast. But realistically, I don't have it in me to tell you that and feed you that. Hell, I went out on a limb before the season started and said, this team is a different team. This team's going to make some moves. They, what I'm seeing in practice, it feels like a different team. And I got raked over the coals for that. This team ain't no different, Q. You know, so it's like I'm trying to be honest with you. And if I'm proven wrong, that's great. That's fantastic. But I'm not just going to say, oh, well, if they lose on Sunday, don't worry about it. They'll just go win the next four games. What makes us believe that? What have they shown? What have they proven? The one thing I will not do is sit there and try to BS you and tell you something just, just to do it, just because there's a bunch of rainbows and puppy dogs running around outside. I'm not going to do that. So I don't have anything to lose, to answer your question. Can they go on a four-game winning streak? Absolutely. Do I believe they'll go on a four-game winning streak? No. I wanted to see them go on a two-game winning streak. I wanted to see them win last week against Washington, and they didn't. I'm just basing everything off of what we have seen, the body of work. That's it. So I hope that answers the question. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to crush anybody's dreams. I'm just being honest with you. And for the most part, that's what people respect is, is, is an honest opinion, not just telling you what you want to hear. I was answering phones. What I miss? <laughs> miss the conversation about why not, what do I have to lose? Why not have some optimism if they lose to Kansas City? They could possibly go on a four-game winning streak and be the sixth or the fifth seed. Like, it's, it's all that's mathematically possible, yes. And I've said that multiple times, that just because they lose, if they lose on Sunday, they're not mathematically eliminated. No, anything could happen. It's just not likely. Just based off what we've seen, that's all I'm saying. That's it. It's like if you say something positive about the team, you're too positive. If you say something negative, you're too negative. I'm just trying to give you the – I'm trying to give you the middle even, but be but – be, Honest and respectful to you. If I lie to you and, and pump smoke up your backside, that's actually being disrespectful. I mean, seriously, I don't want anyone to tell me something that, that they think I want to hear. I want you to tell me the truth. You can call in and say, Q, you suck, and that's your honest opinion. That's fine. I'd rather you do that than say, Q, you're amazing. You're awesome just because you think I want to hear that. Because I don't. Because that doesn't do anything for me either. All right, you heard it, Raider Nation. Let's light those phones up. <laughs> Demond's like, yes, I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> Just saying. I, I, I don't know what they've done so far this season that makes anyone believe that they'll go on a four-game winning streak. Even when things were good, they, were only, they only won three in a row. Just saying. 
All right, just uh, got one response. Just saying you're calling it a wrap when we lose. Every year someone gets in, everyone counted out and said, that's a wrap. I've coached, played a lot of football, Q. It's possible. Can't wait till it happens. I can't wait till it happens either. And I'm not saying it's a 100% wrap. It just feels like it's gonna, it would be a wrap. I mean, are we, not, are we not being honest with ourselves? Do you not feel like if they don't win, hell, I felt like if they didn't win against Cincinnati, it was probably going to be a wrap. If we're being honest, no, they're not mathematically eliminated at all. But that's what it feels like. I don't understand why that's a problem. I know you've coached, you've played, I get it. Everything's possible. I get it. There's a good feel-good story every year. I get it. I'm just asking, what is this based off of besides pure just fandom? That's all I'm asking. 702-365-9200. Also, Sam and Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. 157 is the time. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.